nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, podcast reviews of movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 557, and it is your review of Hannibal. We're concluding our Ray Liotta month today, and that means we have to finish talking about these films. And today we're going to be looking at the 2001 film Hannibal, but before we can get into any of that, Brad... What's up, man? How are you? What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> You're tired, man? I'm tired. No Completely sleep. understandable. Completely understandable. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of tired myself, too. Mm. <laughs> um, Yeah, I just want to, what's it called, go to bed already. But I, I, went, I, I went to the gym and, uh, what's it called, uh, came back to shower and now I'm ready for this. Yeah. Brad, um. Uh, how was work, man? Was because uh, today was um. Oh no, you went back yesterday, right? You went back. Yesterday. Yeah, I went back yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Anything, anything to uh, report? I guess. No, not really. Just uh, more pains in my ass, and uh, some some days wondering if, if all this is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it generally never is, but you know, I got bills. Got bills. You got a mortgage. Uh, you got a wife. Yeah, I got dogs. So. Dogs, yep. You traded uh kids for dogs, bro. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. And that that's 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 the hard part. Imagine having to work. Imagine the amount of, you would have to work if you had kids, bro. Well, also I think you know, at least I come home, the dogs are excited to see me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some teenager on the couch, he was just a piece of shit. <laughs> Hey, bro, at one point, you were that teenager. Yes, I know. That's why I can say this. Yeah. Yeah. So don't go all high and mighty on me. I'm not going all high and mighty. Yeah. At one point, Brad, you were that teenager listening to Limp Bizkit on the couch and just angry at the world. I'm just just saying dogs are are generally, you know, better personalities than kids. Sometimes it's just one of those days, right? Just one of those days. We don't want to wake up. Everything. Oh man! Everybody sucks. Well, um, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope that this uh, this this podcast finds everybody happy, healthy, and uh, doing great. I um, I just, I mean, I just had work, Brad. That's all I had. Work. Hung out with Rachel for a bit, and uh, work, 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 gym, work, and that's it, work. man. Yeah. Um, but of course, Brad. Um. We already reviewed Cocaine Bear on the live show. So if you all have not listened to that episode, make sure that you guys actually do go and check that out. Uh, but today we're actually going to be concluding this month. And honestly, man, like just the appreciation I grew for Ray Liotta this, this month, bro. It's just like, yeah. He, that man could act his ass off. He really could, man. He he um, he gave his all in everything he did, man, whether it was Goodfellas or whether it was Copland. And yeah. he, you know, or wild hogs, like 
Yeah. You made sure that I, you would never turn in a bad, well, not a bad performance, but like, you know, a half-assed performance. Yeah. Like he went all in for like everything, even Wild Hogs, like a comedy that, you know, you wouldn't really take seriously. But I think in his role, he, I think he always took his role seriously, like what yeah. he was supposed to be there for and to do. Yeah. And um, it's nice to know and get to know more films than just Goodfellas, because let's admit it, Goodfellas is what Ray Liotta is known for. Yeah. Yeah, it's the one that he's really well known for. And, um, you know, before that, I really hadn't watched any other Ray Liotta movie. And unless I didn't notice that Ray Liotta was in that was in the movie. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that we did it, man. And, um, of course, just rest in peace to the legend, man. Um, you know, if anything, we grew a bigger appreciation for him this month. And we really did give him the month that he finally deserved. Because yeah. we really should have done this last year. But we were so busy with all the other stuff that we were trying to do last year. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so with that said, Brad, I think we are ready to talk about Hannibal. Bring your face into the light, Brad. I need to see, I need to see the disfigurement. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So if you guys have not watched Hannibal, I'm talking about the 2001 film, not the series with Mads Mikkelsen. I'm talking about the 2001 film. Then you go. You want to go ahead and get out of here. But if you've never, if you've already seen it, or you don't care about spoilers, then go ahead and stay. Either way, how any of that goes, this is your one and only spoiler warning. And I guess spoiler warning for the for the what's it called, the for Red Dragon and the Signs of the Lambs, since those are the films that come before this in the story. But um, yeah, is this is an effect in a five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> All right, Brad. This is my last pick, so I have to read. And so let's get to it. Hannibal is a 2001 psychological crime thriller film directed by Ridley Scott and based on the 1999 novel by Thomas Harris. A sequel to the 1991 film The Silence of the Lambs, the plot follows disgraced FBI special agent Clarice Starling as she attempts to apprehend the cannibalistic serial killer Hannibal Lecter before his surviving victim Mason Verger captures him. Anthony Hopkins reprises his role as Lecter while Julianne Moore replaces Jodie Foster as Starling and Lecter uh, Starling and Gary Oldman plays Verger. Ray Liotta, Frankie R. Faison, Giancarlo Giannini, and Francesca Neri also star. Following the release of The Silence of the Lambs, Heron spent several years writing a sequel novel. Foster and The Silence of the Lambs director Jonathan Demme uh, initially planned to return for the sequel, but they had, but they and screenwriter Ted Talley decided because they found it too lure. Wow. Declined because they found it too lurid. My eyes are skipping over a lot of really important words here. Uh, Scott became attached while directing Gladiator and signed on after reading the, sp- the script pitched by Dino De Laurentiis, uh, who had produced Manhunter in 1986, his first, the first lecture film, the first lecture film. David Marmet and Stephen uh, Zilian wrote the screenplay and principal photography commenced in May 2000, lasting 16 weeks. God, that's a lot of days. Hannibal was also released was was released on February 9th, two thousand one, 
Brad, the day after Eric's one year one year old one year birthday. <laughs> yeah, ten years after the yeah. signs of the Lambs, it was highly anticipated and broke box office records in the United States, Australia, Canada, and the United Kingdom, and grossed thirty. 30 wow, three hundred and fifty one point six million during its theatrical run. If uh, it received mixed reviews, critics praised the performances and visuals, but deemed it inferior to the Signs of the Lambs and criticized its violence. It was followed by a prequel, Red Dragon, in 2002, with Hopkins reprising his role as Lecter. So, of course, directed by Ridley Scott. It's um, cinematography is done by John Mathewson, who has pretty much done what's it called most of Ridley Scott's work. Uh, edited by Pietro Scalia. Um, the music is done by none other than the, the goat himself, Hans Zimmer. And it sits at 2 hours and 12 minutes on a budget of $87, $87 million. This movie made $351.6 million. Oh, my God. Ooh. Yeah, bro. That, that, was a, that, was a, that was a success, right? Ooh. That's what we call a success. Oh, yeah. That's more than a success. That's a that's a box office takeover. Yeah, um, that I mean, Brad. That's what happens when you have you know Anthony Hopkins in there. You have what's it called, uh, Julianne Moore, and what's this it called? Is what, this is what happens when you have the sequel to The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah, one Ray of the greatest Liotta, horror films you know, yep. ever made. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's crazy. How much? Hold on, like I know I know we'll usually go into our what's it called. Uh, to our initial thoughts here, but I do want to check how much did Silence of the Lambs make? Wow. Uh, on a budget I mean, of 19 million, 272.7 million. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is wild, Brad. And then Red Dragon, Red Dragon was 78 million and it made $209.2 million. Yeah. It's safe to say that they were all very interested. The, 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 what's it called? The, um, the, People at the time were very interested in seeing this, like you know, trilogy, and they were really, oh yeah, you know, excited to see these movies. Um, but uh, I guess I'll go first. I've been making Brad go first a couple of uh, really weeks, the last weeks, like in a row. So I guess I'll go first here. Um, so of course, I am a big Ridley Scott fan. I love his movies, like Alien. I liked, I love Prometheus. Uh, the Last Duel is really good. I fucking love Gladiator. Like, that movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Black Hawk Down is really good, too. And I'm going to say that I really liked uh, Hannibal. Now, I feel like I would be ecstatic over this film and more appreciative of it if I had seen Silence of the Lambs. But I've never seen the Silence of the Lambs. But going in blind to this movie... I was really impressed with the performances by like Anthony Hopkins, Julianne Moore, fuck even Ray Liotta, dude. Like Ray Liotta, like especially at the end, he's just oh, yeah. kind of acting kind of like goofy in a way, and it's just like okay, like I still really like vibe with this, and I'm, I'm I really like this performance with Ray Liotta. Well, you, you know um, why he's acting goofy, right? Because they're taking his brain apart. Yeah. Well, that and he was drugged up to hell and back. Yeah. How else are you gonna slice a dude's head open? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of morphine in the system. But um yeah, I really like this movie and Brad, I'll go ahead and go next to you, Brad. What is your uh, initial thoughts? Uh same sentiment. I really like this movie. Uh I was 
getting a little confused there because I thought we were watching technically the silence of the lambs because Hannibal Lecter. And then it took me a little bit to figure out like, Oh, this is, this is not silence of the lambs. This is, this is a sequel. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a sequel to silence of the lambs. It just, yeah. my brain, I'm, I'm blaming COVID just a COVID brain on there. And um, no, I really liked it. This is kind of like a, like another gritty serial killer kind of plot um with with some interesting um calls i'd say like uh like the mason verger character i thought that was very interesting to have him um basically trying to capture hannibal on his own defeat him to his Mm -hmm. pigs which doesn't end well for you know him but overall uh i really liked how this film looked i really liked the storyline and uh hannibal is still you know a scary serial killer genius One hundred percent, bro. I mean, dude, Anthony Hopkins really plays this character so well, like to the point where I was like, dude, you're getting under my skin so easily. Like just the way he talks to Clarice on the phone, Mm -hmm. how he talks to the uh, Italian agent as well. And there's a lot of like different moving parts in this movie, but like they're all held up by like really good direction from really Scott and some freaking really good performances here. I mean, this film had me going, searching up, like, um, uh, what the hell was his name? Um, Patsy. The, oh, the yeah. Patsy, the Patsy family. That was actually, like, that was a real, like, character in Italy. <laughs> so I, I, I was, I was so, like, this film engrossed me so much, I had to go look up and, like, this, this sounds way too much to be made up, and it's actually a true guy um yeah but i i i like i really do like this whole storyline and just hannibal you know picking off people who's you know like i i don't know he just picks off people who um you know are trying to like end his freedom i guess you could say everyone except clarice and it's funny because in this movie just probably like in silence of the lamb hannibal sees clarice as like the perfect i guess being Mm-hmm. At least, at least, and at the end of this, he can't even come to the point of harming her in order to free himself. So he harms himself. That's how much he thinks of Clarice. Yeah. I mean, to the point, like, I mean, it, it shows that Hannibal Lecter has a lot of, like, respect and, and like, an odd obsession with uh, Clarice. Well, and, and, like, he just... I mean, even like you, if you want to be the upstanding person, you don't need the plaques on the wall. Just look in the mirror. And it's just like one of those things. It's like, yeah, this is a madman, but, you know, he's not wrong. He's not wrong of her. You know, the FBI is doing her dirty and um, completely and just how corrupt the system is um, to the point where it takes a serial killer to, like, tell that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it's, like, because, like, Ray Liotta's character, dude, oh, my God, I mean, that dude, (laughs) just an absolute, and, like, and you you find out, it's because he's trying to, like, get out of this, of this case already, he wants to run for Congress, and he wants to, what's called, I've obviously more power than he already has, and it just, like, it shows, like, like, when that happens, like, all the freaking things go south, like, even with even with Clarice on the on the case, like they were trying to get somewhere, but once they kick Clarice off, it's like, oh, all of this shit really starts to go bad. 
Oh, it, it started to go back from the beginning of this, and the yeah. the opening, the opening scene with Clarice and how they're trying to take down um, oh. this drug kingpin, and then how all that goes sideways because you have one lone errant cop who decides to take it into his own hands, and it just gets like five people on her team killed, and then she, it basically falls on her. Yeah, and you know it, it just it just shows you just how you know horrible that system is where they're looking to blame her versus the actual person who should be blamed and he goes out and dies a hero basically yeah and um like by the way just amazingly shot that that opening scene man just the way they kind of yeah. like went about it also like i really like the film stock that ridley scott used here like it has a really like grimy look from like the 2000s that you would see mm -hmm. a lot but also it, yeah it also really works well for like the story of Hannibal Lecter because like I could not imagine this film being any more like saturated or, you know, having a more bright color palette than it has no. because it's just like, it, it won't work. Well, and just those scenes. And I, I guess it was in Italy. I'm thinking it's Italy, but just those scenes yeah. walking through Italy. And then you have the, the, um, I guess the, the thief, the wallet snatcher, um, the pickpocket, just those yeah. scenes. And then just ev everything overall, you need that like grimy, grainy aspect of this film just to show like hey this is a horror film if you yeah. forgot like i know that wikipedia doesn't what's it called classify it there as, as horror but this is a horror film it's a horror like, film 100 yeah um, i mean silence of the lambs to me is a horror film they, they can call it a psychological crime thriller all you want it's sure horror. it's horror it's a horror film it's literally a serial killer and you get to see this man feed this dude's face to his dogs yeah and, and then, then in this one, due to the pigs. Yeah, and then like, but by the way, and, I, and I'll bring this up, Brad, because they like they criticize the violence. What did you think about that? Because like, yes, having Anthony Hopkins serve Ray Liotta his own brain is kind of fucking wild, right? I mean, but, but like, but that seems like something Hannibal Lecter would do. So it, it goes yeah. right with the character. Um, this is two thousand one. Um, I grew up in the nineties, two thousands, and you know, now 2010s. Yeah. This this barely has anything like, like if we want to compare it to like any Eli Roth movie ever made, oh, like yeah. <laughs> this, this is barely any violence. Like the way this is shot, you can't even really see like, you know, like with the, with the pigs, like, yeah, the pigs are eating them, but you can't really, you know, you don't get to see much of that. Thankfully. But yeah, maybe the eating of the brains was too far for them back in 2001. But um, after like Hostel and Hostel 2, this is just a cakewalk. Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> but by the way, um, like really good work from the makeup department for uh, Gary Oldman. And also just Gary Oldman doing that whole like accent. I didn't know that was Gary Oldman. I didn't know it was Gary Oldman either until <laughs> I read the Wikipedia article. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy like just all the amount of makeup they have on him dude i want to know how long he was in that chair just to get all that makeup on just just for this role yeah oh it's crazy dude just like but hey it goes like what's it called um it goes it, it goes to show you that like dude fucking the right vision prosthetic work will like really get the point across because like i looked at gary Oldman and i was like I was afraid of this man, but I also kind of felt for this man. But like, also when you learn about like the fact that 
he was what's it called? Um, he what's it called? Um, pretty much just trying his damn hardest to get close to Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, like, and that's let's face it. Anyone who ever has gotten close to Hannibal Lecter, other than Clarice, is yeah. you know ended up dead. You think they would uh, figure that one out? Pretty much, yeah. Um, but I, I also, what's it called? Uh, did, did what's it called? Um, I, I did laugh when, um, when Anthony Hopkins, uh, Hannibal Lecter tells the, uh, the nurse or whatever he, I don't know what his name is, but like he tells him, like, just throw him in there. Like you could just put it on me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just go ahead and push him. Yeah. And then he just sets the car cart to go forward, and well, and it's it's one of those things. You you know that dude was just a rich prick. Yeah. Know, to anyone and everything. So yeah, I don't blame the guy. Yeah. Especially oh, with him oh. telling him to go down and get the gun that's in the pig trough right down there with the the killer boars, and it's like, yeah, no. Hell no. Hell I no. also um, what's it called? I also was um. At first, when I watched uh, this, when I first, when I was watching the the scene where like he calls him and asks about the boars, right? Yeah. I thought those what's it called? Um, those people and in, in the, the 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 guys in there were like kind of making it seem like they were working, but not really. When they would put the music, the noises of the people screaming, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until like the second time we went to them and like when we found them in the obviously in the end, I was like, oh that makes sense like they were trained to go by screams and like screams. that but like and at he, first he, he, i he, he i thought it was something completely different okay yeah but i i mean they were just training the pigs basically like yeah they set those they set this pigs up to like go i guess buck wild when you hit the screams pretty much yeah, yeah. pretty much um yeah i really like this film i can't say i'm too impressed with the score from what's it called um from Hans Zimmer, but I do like the like what songs they chose too. Like I mean, for it the works. soundtrack wise, it, it works. works it, but like it's Silence of the Lambs Part Two, I guess. Yeah, I mean, also like I at this point, Brad, how, you know how many Hans Zimmer scores I've heard. Like, I mean, what was it called? It it doesn't touch like even like the top yeah. ten of his yeah. work. True, but um, yeah, I really like this movie. Um, I feel like my only complaint is, I guess, I feel like it's so out of place because I haven't watched The Science of the Lambs. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I can't hold much against it like that. I just I need to watch The Science of the Lambs and then maybe this movie will feel like a little different. But I, I really like this movie, Brad. No, I agree. Um, I, I'll, I'll just say that uh, Silence of the Lambs to me is probably better. It's been a long time since I watched it. Yeah. But I would say Silence of the Lambs is, you know, just a better story. Plus, it's the original so it's the first time you meet Hannibal Lecter. It's so it, yeah. it 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 takes that all into account. But this this is a great sequel. Like, not even gonna lie, this is this was really good. This was a good watch, and it's what a two hour and eleven minute and does not feel like that. No, it doesn't at all. Um also um I know that what's it called? Um I, I really wonder what how like Red Dragon plays to it as well, because like so like there's Red Dragon, but there's also another prequel called Hannibal Rising. And then was... you get the whole television series and all that. Yeah, yeah. Which like you know obviously like those are, I don't know if they're canon. I don't know, but like I, know. I, I know that Anthony Hopkins is not in Hannibal Rising. So I don't know. I guess one of these days I do need to sit down and watch uh, the Science of the Lambs and um and uh, and Red Dragon because I'm interested. I do want to see what what Anthony Hopkins does. And I also was gonna say Brad. 
Um, Anthony Hopkins has aged appropriately. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. That man. I don't even know how old he is anymore. Anthony Hopkins is. Wow. 1937, Brad. He is 85 years old. God. And still giving some damn good performances, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Brad. What is your final verdict on Hannibal? I'm going to give Hannibal a 9 out of 10. All right, man. I'm only coming in a little bit lower than you, Brad, but my final verdict for Hannibal is an 8.5 out of 10. Fucking love this movie. Uh, I just I want to watch the other two films before I like you know form an actual like big opinion on this because I feel like with the context of the other two films I probably yeah. will feel differently about this one, but um yeah I don't understand uh, where people you know were criticizing the violence and stuff like that I think that it was two thousand one yeah it was two thousand one yeah. so it was a whole different time back then yeah back back before the towers went down and you know yeah. Exactly. Wait, this was this before the towers went down? Uh, I don't know. Who's yeah, that? February two thousand one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, with that said, we are done with our review of Hannibal, and with that, we do say thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you leave a like on the video, and when you're subscribing, make sure you click that notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of content on the channel make sure on the audio side of things you drop a five-star review on the app that allows you to do that it would help us out a lot and of course keep up to date with us with our socials you can check out our website thenerdcore.com our twitter thenerdcore underscore our instagram thenerdcore our patreon at patreon.com slash thenerdcore you can watch this episode live before anybody else gets to see it it goes up a little bit later for the public, but it goes live for the patrons on uh, on Patreon at the $1 tier. Also, you can check out our Discord by checking out our description on the audio and video platforms. Come talk movies with us. Tell us if you like Cannibal. I, I, I really want to know whether you guys like Cannibal or not. Um, we also know. have a lot of uh, to call thank yous to say here. We have two special thank yous. Uh, we want to thank our Patreon supporters, of course, but we also want to thank our producers. Without their help, this is not possible. Brad, can you tell them about our wonderful legacy producer, Shane? You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at thriftedil or go buy something from the Suppy God at prisoncityvintage.com. Nice. And of course, our wonderful Kylie. Hi, Kylie. Kylie PLI on Twitter. Kylie P Sports 90 on Instagram. Thank you, Kylie, for being a producer. And of course, you can become a producer by going over to patreon.com slash and checking out the respective tiers for those uh, rewards. Also, Brad, next month, we are officially starting a new theme here. And we are going to look at a female director because we are celebrating Women's History Month here on the Nerdcore. And we are going to look at none other than the filmography of Hong Kong filmmaker An Hui. I have never seen a film by An Hui before. No, neither have I. But the trailers as, look great, though. Yeah, as we were looking for different people to talk about, Brad was like, why don't we do An Hui? And I was like, what the fuck is An Hui? <laughs> 
but once we saw more more of her and we were like her trailers were like oh crap this looks good i was like yeah. you know let's do it so um i mean i mean it, it's kind of like what, with the edward yang thing i don't know if you you probably knew edward yang though um nope no so it was ed, like edward yang like we find we find those uh you know yeah needle in a haystack kind of yeah i had heard the name i did my research to make my list for the 75 films from asia list and i had put his name down but i had never seen a single movie from edward yang before that and now he's like one of our favorite favorite directors yep um and we are going to start that month with our time will come um but we have a pretty important uh detail to make um to tell y'all uh, for now, until we can catch up on these uh, mini pods, we are not going to be offering a uh, mini pod for um, for our coming team months. Uh, we just have a lot backed up, y'all. And I'm sure that we are going to actually have like a we're going to try to at least add one into like an extra review during the month. So that way we can get those um, finished up for y'all. And once we can catch up, we'll go back to making our mini pods. Either way, you all on Patreon do get the chance to make us watch a movie. Uh, during the month and we do an exclusive review from y'all that y'all get to choose so we still get that but we just we wanted to make sure that we could catch up on these mini pods because we do have like five of those waiting for us to catch up on and it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot of movie brad Mm -hmm. yeah but we're not done there yeah you know ah, that was a bad way to say that we're not done yet because you can come back on uh thursday we will be talking about Creed 2 as we c- continue our road to Creed 3. I'm watching it on Friday, so I'm excited. Um, but Creed 2, we're going to be talking about that on Thursday. And, of course, for the patrons, it will be live on Wednesday. So uh, without further ado, Brad, let's go ahead and get them out of here. All right, Rowan. Thank you being host as always. Thank you to all those who join us and chat in the future. Thank you to... Uh... All the listeners out there, all our patron supporters, we appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, in this episode, um, I'm just going to say, don't put a tail on a Hannibal Lecter. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. Young Yoda out. Especially because you'll get stabbed in the ball, almost close to the balls. You <laughs> do. You tried to tap me in the balls, but you missed. (laughs) That's an artery, dude.